Hello, everybody. Time for a little expose of how CodePen uses Cloudflare on our app. So at CodePen, you know, and by the way, I'm Chris Coyer, the co-founder of CodePen, and I have the famous Stephen Shaw with me to talk about all this stuff. What's up, Stephen? Hello. I'm excited. Yeah, man. We're like big users of Cloudflare at CodePen. We put Cloudflare at the DNS level, like in front of CodePen, because of course we do, because you get all these performance benefits and security benefits and all that. Like it protects us against DDoS attacks and it makes CodePen fast and have offline mode and all that stuff. We're probably not going to talk about any of that stuff. I think people kind of like generally understand that. They, Cloudflare has a bunch of other products though. Like we use their auth to protect certain areas of the site and stuff, but we want to focus on Cloudflare workers which are really unique. It's like a way to run some it's code that you might think of as server side, but run it in the cloud, run it at the edge. It runs super fast and can do really interesting things. And then it has this extra super cool ability, which it has a little data store attached to it, which is really unique. So I wanna do a couple of things. I wanna show you that, wet your whistle with the code and how it actually works. Then I want to look at some features of CodePen that use them because it's kind of like we make money using these features because we can offer some of the some of it we do just for us, you know, like to make development easier and faster and stuff. And some of it we do because we offer it then to our users. Pretty cool. You work yeah. on some of that stuff. Well, a little resale opportunity. But yeah, it's it's mm. a it's been a good little API for us to tap into. I'm I'm looking forward to seen it yeah. with you yeah i logged into my personal account just for a minute because i didn't want to like click some wrong buttons and have our cto be like what are you doing don't uh, pull a facebook yeah 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 it's a little close to the facebook event for that for it. um so let's say i went into like here and i just clicked workers right manage workers i'm gonna make a new worker oh look at how fast that is it takes you right into like a code pen like environment mm -hmm. gives you a url for your worker um that's kind of like a real thing i think i might have to save and deploy it before it works 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 but if i copy this and make a new tab and paste it it's going to return just what i'm seeing there mm -hmm. so i basically made a website <laughs> i guess yeah uh that's kind of cool um all right. So, but let's look at the code that does it. Let's just like clean up a little bit. There's, this is the signature, I guess you'd call it of a worker. They're all going to share some similarities. Like I need to respond to the fetch event. Otherwise it's not really going to do anything. And then I'm going to respond and handle the request, which is just the name of a function and whatever it returns is going to be what you see. Right? So this is just some stuff that gets into routing. Let's maybe like comment one of those out. Cause maybe we'll use it and then we'll return this. So this seems to be the crux of it, right? Like it's returning this page, but it could be anything maybe. So I have my own personal website here. Let's, or chriscoyer.net, right? What if we return that instead? Mm -hmm. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> we can preview it. Now if I save it and I like pop it out or whatever, it might take a minute to propagate to the world, but I think it's going to basically like now it's serving my website. That just kind of shows you the power of what's going on is that this thing is like capable of really quickly doing some work and returning stuff. Right. So let's see if that's caught up. Uh, right. right. That, that's, that's just using a fetch function there to like pull something from another place yeah. and just kind of return that. But we could make our own content there. We could, 
Uh, right. Like we could go, let's say it needed to do some work, right? Foo is, it's got to do the tremendous job of dividing a thousand <laughs> by two or something. One thing we could return instead of a fetch is um, like a response instead. So you could return the response and the response is like, hey, Steven or something. Uh, now the response is going to be that, you know? Hey. Hey, but we, but we did some work. Where's our work? <laughs> Ooh, hey, Steven. My, oh no, I minimized my thing on myself. But you can still see it. Yeah. My favorite number is 500. <laughs> Woo! It's but beautiful. This, it is beautiful, isn't it? So we did some work. Uh, and now, and then we're returning a response. And it could be, you know, obviously you can imagine this could be anything. It could call three different APIs and stitch them all together and return some some stuff. I think that's really kind of compelling. And we're going to get to how we do that at CodePen in a minute. But there's this other feature um, of Cloudflare workers that's extra super duper compelling that's tied to workers. So I'm going to go into... And it's part of workers. It's called KV storage. So manage the namespaces. Let's do something real with this. Can we, instead of calling it ice cherry, even though I like icy cherries a lot, <laughs> that is nice. Like we'll that. call it like view tracker or something. And I was, what I was thinking there is like on code pen, we literally track views. Mm -hmm. So like, I know counters a little bit boring of an app. <laughs> it's, it's a nod. It's a nod back to uh, web 1.0. You yeah, know, you you had all the all the nice counter. Uh, uh, we'll call it images. Stevens <laughs> view tracker after the famous Steven. I love uh, it. Oh, but I spelled your name wrong. Oh my god, that's that's all right. No, but that's I'll, I'll respond to it still. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah, KV is just is just key and value. Use uh, zero. Key and value. It's yeah. not sophisticated like MySQL. It's key and value, but you can do a lot surprisingly with a KV store. You know, this could be a you know these can be UUIDs or uh, for blog posts. It could be all kinds of stuff. It could be whether the users on your website are pro or not pro. You know, it could have binary really... data. Can it be? I said, why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a probably a little bit of a stretch <laughs> of it. But so now I have a namespace of key value stores called. Steven's view tracker. Steven's, I'm gonna, I can't handle it. I have to fix it. <laughs> was that, that was really efficient. I really yeah. like that UX there. Okay, but I have to tell my worker that this is the KV space that matters to it, which there's a little thing there. Oh, why didn't my icy cherry get changed? Oh, did I yeah. not say that? I just need oh. to refresh this page, I think. Where's my view tracker? View tracker. Oh, it's just down here or something. I don't know. Maybe it duplicated itself or something. But the view tracker needs to be bound. There's this little important step here. And I'm just going to, just to keep it simple, I'm going to call it KV and bind it to Steven's view tracker. Cool. Nice. Now KV, you don't have to declare it or anything in the worker. It's just like available. You know, huh. what, I, you know what I mean? That's cool. Um, so the way that kind of manifests is that you just await kv dot and then you have some some stuff. So if I go um, like const views equals await um, kv dot, I guess it's git. There's getters and putters. It's just, they have a <laughs> weird API. Putters. And it, yeah. What and then what did we call the actual thing in the in the view? Uh, view. Views. Yeah. Views. Now check this out, console.log views. 
views. What do we get? Zero, right? Oh my god, that's hey. We should probably stop responding to. uh, Didn't we replace this with with the response Uh, and stuff? Yeah, Yeah. I think I think we're getting mixed up with some. I bet I have like fifty tabs open, and I'm just (laughs) screwing myself up. Okay, the response is going to be amount of views is like mert views. So interesting, right? Where this zero lives though, isn't some like baby little data store. It's not local storage. It's not a cookie. It's like a KV store that's replicated around the world. It's like at the edge globally available data, which is, it is pretty wild. I think Uh, we could always reset it too. So to like, if you made it, you know, put is the, is the other one put views and you made it like a hundred um by the time then it gets it it's going to be a hundred you know you have that kind of quick of access to that thing which means we could do kind of a a setter kind of situation so what let's say if we did this and called it you know increment then uh, let me get rid of that what we'll do is that will be the we'll always get the value that'll be the first thing we do but if the url happens to be increment then will the put will increment it. So views will be views plus one. And every time I do this in JavaScript, I get nervous that it's going to think it's a string. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Generally, it's okay with the like addition or other math operations. Like it's not. Yeah, it's probably fine. I'm just nervous because I just am nervous. All right. So in this case, we'll return. Like, I don't like returning a string is fine, but like we're building an API now, right? So maybe we should do something a little fancier, like, like, uh, json.stringify, and then we'll have an object, and the object will have views, which will have views in it. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's going to do by default. But if the path is increment, well, I guess it will return the same thing either way. Why does it yeah. matter? One of them increments it, one of them doesn't. So that's a hundred, but if we want to slash increment, it might be one oh one. Does the code oh my god, yeah. look at that, Steven. Nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit refresh. One oh two. One oh three. Amazing. That's globally available view data. So maybe our KV store wouldn't just be views, but it would like respond to the URL. Because you can imagine it it could be increment and then like the pen with the ID, bleh, you know, yeah. and then that would pull that out of the URL and it would update the key that's specific to that view. And look at how little code it was to do this, you know? Yeah. So that's we've awesome. covered that it can fetch content from any URL. So it could hit an API, it could, you know, scrape something from somewhere, whatever. We know that's got this access to this KV storage too. So it has data access, really, really kind of powerful stuff here. Another thing to cover is that it has almost like jQuery built into it. That might be a little bit of a simplification to it. But one of the things you can do is you can fetch HTML content and then say, I want to like mess with it and like change some content in there and then return that. And, and I, I think we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So, you know what, let's just do it right now. Was it, did that wet your whistle with what Cloudflare workers can do? Yeah, that's, that's a very simple setup to get data in the cloud and 
interact with it in these in these kind of workers and, and returning it and manipulating it in all sorts of useful ways. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's really neat. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I haven't I haven't seen like the actual KV uh, stuff implemented, um, so that that's that's a very encouraging little setup. Yeah, I think that's pretty satisfying. I was I'm just copied and pasted some code because I think I thought it would be cool to maybe just see that like that's you know this now doesn't this return oh that's not that's not the right one anymore we need this one yeah. and we'll we'll not call the incrementer one we'll just call the one that doesn't increment it. You can use this in a real app, you know? It yeah. returns JSON, so you JSONify the JSON, and this is just a dumb thing I was working <laughs> on. But assets, then, you know what? This might actually fail, because you know what? Like, when you fetch from a cross-domain thing, mm -hmm. that's not, like, cores gets involved, right? Yeah. So I, th this is actually a nice little aside, actually, because what I can do is, here's some, here's, I'm going to paste a, like, a chunk of headers as an object when you respond uh here's response. the json stringify yeah you can like pass in um these cores headers as headers so you just go like headers oh that's nice the autofill there cores headers and if i hit that it's just going to pass these along, which just like makes the, the thing wide open. So you yeah. might want to protect it to your own domain. So just not anybody can hit it kind of thing. It's a nice little security thing. I wonder if that's all it, if that's the only thing that was making it fail or I should have popped open dev tools, but uh, yeah, look, Hey, clap, clap, clap. <laughs> <laughs> slow, slow clap for that. That's beautiful. And you know, we have, we are building out an API here. Like this is just, we don't need, like even for the fetch, we don't need Axios or the fetch library. This isn't Node really. It's just V8 JavaScript. You know, it's like Chrome JavaScript, but it's still running in the cloud. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we don't need Express or anything either. We just check the check the path name. You know, we could have all kinds of. We could really kind of build out an API for this stuff. Very satisfying. All right, allowing it to. to, to oh, I want to do one thing. Is you know, I was I had my own personal website open. You may not need, need cores at all, because if I go to like, I'm going to go to my own website again and go to workers, uh, I can say I don't have any routes configured. I could add a route that's like HCBS, chriscoyer.net slash uh, my cool API or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then say that worker, the view tracker worker, executes mm -hmm. at that route. So if I'm using this worker at this route, I don't, cores doesn't even come up, you know, cause it's my own, yeah. it's my own thing. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. I mean, I just wiped out, I hope I don't have a blog post published at Google <laughs> API cause Cloudflare just wiped it out, but it's highly likely that's cool to me that it, because it has the DNS and can overwrite URLs like that, the worker's like, Oh, I know that URL I'll respond. I'll do it. But any other URL, it's like, no, I don't care about that URL. Only yeah. this URL do I care about. That's so much easier than all like the HT access stuff that you typically have to do with like <laughs> sure. mapping uh, URLs manually. Yeah. And it's like we use lambdas for stuff because there's some stuff it can do. Like I'm not sure if a worker can like run Puppeteer or something, but the way lambdas work is just so much more verbose and painful yeah. than this. I'm <laughs> just like, oh, here's a beautiful local URL. <laughs> Yay. 
All right, so check this out. Let's say you go to CodePen. Now this is, I'm shifting gears a little bit to show you something real production worthy that we do at CodePen that's so cool that has to do with workers. This is like our Rails app, as you know, CodePen, right? Um, and mostly CodePen is not like, like, we, like a blog or like a content site. We don't really have a CMS set up to publish stuff at CodePen.io. It's just, it's its own app. But in my mind, I'm such like a WordPress guy traditionally that I'm like, if we're going to like add a CMS because we want to build essentially landing pages for CodePen, I'd rather do it in WordPress. I'd rather yeah. set up a real nice CMS for this to, you know, to build our pages in. But I don't want to like this, does, this root URL doesn't have WordPress installed on it. I don't really want to cross the wires there. Yeah, Our WordPress that, install is elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, integrating, integrating Rails and WordPress on the same like right. little. Uh, yeah, so we just don't, that. you know, or we put it, we put it at blog.codepen.io, mm -hmm. which is another subdomain, and that's our WordPress install, and that's actually worked out just fine for us. But I don't want our landing pages at blog.codepen.io for like SEO reasons and stuff. I want them at codepen.io, and you can see them in the footer, like. Teams, education, all these pages. And we want a system that we can build lots of these because they can be kind of valuable. They can convert and all that stuff. So look at it. I click Teams and what's the URL? Codepen.io slash features slash teams. And it's a landing page. It's got a header. It's like the required format for all landing pages. Uh, it's got all this content in there that is really like, of course, you can just write this in HTML. And we yeah. used to do that. But we're like, what if we gave ourselves a real CMS to do it. And then, oh wait, there's still some interactive features and stuff here that um, aren't really created by the CMS. These are, you know, created by the by codepen.io itself. So it's kind of a complicated page. I want the guts of the page to be CMS driven. I want certain aspects of the page to be like React driven. And I want the kind of the shell of the page to be just our core application. But it, let's say, okay, your team on CodePen, right? One way you could do this is just load the shell page, use Ajax or whatever to go fetch some content and drop it in the page. But we're not doing that. If I look view source here and search for your team on CodePen, that's in there. That's yep. like in there. And that has to do with speed and SEO. Because if I just Ajax for the content of the page, everybody knows that's not great for SEO. Google will index it, but it's slower. It's slower at re-indexing it. You know the whole song and dance. Not ideal. This looks server-side rendered. It looks like our Rails app went and got the content and, and put it in there, but it didn't. It was a Cloudflare worker. Yeah. Did you guess that's where I was going with that? <laughs> I, I knew. I, I looked ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I read the show notes. I read the show notes. Um, so let me show you like the WordPress thing a little bit. Doesn't that look like our content that I just showed you? But this is... I don't know if any of you all familiar with WordPress, but I made a custom post type in WordPress called landing pages. So you can see the ones that we have built so far. And this would be trivially easy to continue building them. You just hit new landing page and you just build, 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 build. Uh, and then you're done. And it's so, so publishing new content, editing typos and stuff. It's not like you have to make a pull request for it. You just come into WordPress and edit the content. Right. And that that's the benefit here. You know, we don't, don't want to just correct typos and like all that kind of stuff with a full deploy and everything like that, mm -hmm. being able to change it in the CMSs. Nice. So I wrote some CSS that styled what this page looks like in the editor itself. 
Like I can literally edit this code. Um, and then just hit update and it's updated. Now what's, you know, the crucial feature here is that WordPress has a JSON API automatically for all the content that you publish on WordPress. So here is what that looks like. Uh, I didn't have to do anything to get this to work. This this URL for any WordPress site is kind of how it looks. In this case, it has it's a custom post type, so that becomes part of the URL, and then that's the eight, uh, the ID of the post. And look at all that, like your team on CodePen, that H1 tag we were looking for. Look at that. It's sitting right there in the API. So if we start to you know kind of put two and two together here, the Cloudflare worker could get this, couldn't it? Yeah. And do stuff with it. So what are we doing here? This is how this actually kind of plays out in our actual code base. So here I'm in like our private repo here for, for CodePen. What we do is we have what's literally we kind of think of and refer to in the worker as a shell page. So this is our Rails app, CP Rails, we call it. Uh, and there's some Rails stuff working, and there's almost nothing that happens on this page. For one thing, there's just an empty div, and we call it Cloudflare Worker Content, because, <laughs> hey, why not be specific about what you're doing with it? There's nothing to it. It's empty. When our Rails server serves up this site, it's an empty div sitting on the page. You will see no content at all, except for it's got this React billing plans below that, so our React app spins up, and it actually fills that up with that dynamic kind of uh, the thing that you can upgrade with. There's so little to this. It serves up a couple of empty divs. That's it. But crucially, we set up a worker such that, you know, the route that it's looking for in the worker isn't like increment. It's actually set up at the at, at this kind of level. So instead of chriscoyer.net slash my API, it's codepen.io. You know, here I'll I'll fake it for a minute. It looks like this codepen.io slash features slash star. So there's dynamic routes um, in Cloudflare that says, okay, this worker that you're about to write, match, run it when it hits any URL that looks like that. And the star, you know, just means anything. It, it says it right here. So our little worker on, on CodePen that's specifically designed to deal with these landing pages is, is, a, is its own worker, and that's it. So let me show you the actual worker itself. I got it right here. Let me, let me juice up so you can see. Here's that signature, right? We're going to respond to the fetch event, and we're going to handle the request. It's going to make two fetches. Because there's no limit on how many fetches you can make in one of these things. It's going to grab the shell page, and the shell page is the original request. So the Rails app really is slash features. What is it? Slash features slash yeah. teams. This is a Rails route in our Rails app. It's going to serve up nothing. So the original view... Just returns that kind of empty template with the Cloudflare worker div. Yeah, man. Totally. Um, yeah, there's like to-dos in here. Classic. Ooh, deal with 404s and whatever we'll we'll get to it don't worry about it then it's going to make another fetch request and so that has its, its own function we'll look at that in a minute and then it's going to merge them together alex <laughs> called this um content stitching or something. i liked it it was a cool word yeah um so it merges them together and this is the part that i'm like this is kind of like jquery i mean not entirely but but notice this kind of like query selector type of syntax 
this HTML rewriter, like as the page is being parsed, it's like a stream and it, any on event will try to match against a selector. And if there's a match, it's going to use this element handler thing. And in this case, we're passing in the WordPress content that we just fetched. Mm. And then we're saying, okay, replace the content, you know, set the inner content with the HTML that's come back. And the only reason this is complex at all is because I like do this special thing where in the, the JSON that I showed you, there's a little extra CSS I like to slap in there or whatever. Like it doesn't need to be this complicated. It's just, you know, like reality is that things are always a little more complicated than you need them to be, but that's on us, not on workers in this case. And then it calls transform on the shell page. And that's ultimately what gets returned is the merged thing. Um, this, this function fetch WordPress content, that's not native. You know, we're just importing that at the top from ourselves, just doing a little abstraction. This is just a little bit of code that knows the IDs of the landing pages involved, fetches them from the right location. Uh, and that's about it. Like there's no, nothing fancy here, really. It's just making sure that it fetches the right piece of JSON. Uh, and so that's it. You know, it, it ends up with this system that pulls from our our landing pages that we build in WordPress and return. So I actually have a little bit of a network diagram to show just because sometimes that solidifies it in your mind a little bit. But it helps me anyway. I know Alex loves these things. So imagine this, the user requests a URL at slash features slash teams. They're just hit that in their browser. There's a hundred percent chance it goes through Cloudflare because Cloudflare just is our DNS and that's everything. But the way that you set up workers, remember, is it'll check to see, hey, do I, does this worker care about this URL? And in most cases, it doesn't. Most cases, it's like, I don't care. Just let the origin server respond to it. But if there happens to be a match, you know, like that's the no route then the worker's going to run. And in our case, our worker does, runs two fetches, it fetches the shell page from the original origin server, and it fetches from our WordPress API, and then it smashes them together. Here's that shell page, and then in the middle of the shell page, we have that div that gets replaced. So content stitching, we've coined it. <laughs> I, I remember when you were initially like pitching all of this as, as like a way to manage all this content, and I was, yeah. I was very skeptical Were uh, you? but the the setup of it like after after we got you know the the uh stitching working and everything uh -huh. it's 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 so cool it's it's really nice it is kind of nice and you know what I, I would admit to being wrong if if this turned out to be the kind of thing where we had to i don't know like manage it all the time if there right. was always bugs in it and there's people were finding problems or it went down or something the honest truth is we wrote this like a year ago or more and we never touch it. Yeah. It just runs all day. No problems ever. And when any technology is like that, I am like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All of worker stuff. No joke has been like that for us. Really super solid. Um, so pretty cool. So what were we talking? This was our little baby one with our views. Uh, we don't need to do that much anymore. Okay. We're talking about, um, fetching content and stuff. We proved that this works and this was really fun. I've been, I've, I've made a little bit more of advanced demos from this. As a matter of fact, here's one where I, <laughs> somebody was, was talking about, they wanted a little tracker to see they, they're a streamer and they wanted a button they could press every time they burfed, coughed or sneezed on a, on a, on a, um, a stream. 
So you could just click it and it increments. And I did it as a React app, right? With like a little bit of use state. <laughs> and uh, so it would get the initial ones. And by get initial, it, it hit the worker and used a Git API and then set, you know, the original values up. And every anytime you click, it says do increment and the do increment hits the increment URL and kicks it up a little bit and then kind of optimistically changes the state. This is all workers driven, you know, just kind of silly and fun, <laughs> you know, but it's essentially what we do at CodePen for, for a variety of other things, believe it or not. So let's talk about one. If I go to back to CodePen, click onto the home page. Can you remind me, Stephen, how the grids work, whether it's and what it um, decides to show you in a grid? Because sometimes these things move. Right? Oh, that just moved. That's an iframe, right? Right. So we have we have kind of multiple possibilities for like what's going to be previewed in the in the grid, depending on the item type. And if it's a pin, it can be either a screenshot or it can be animated. Um, and we try and do like some smart detection of like if a pin actually has some animation content in it, like if it's going to be something interesting to look at. Right. Um, and then we actually render an iframe in that in that place. And it's scaled down so that everything looks kind of normal sized. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and mm -hmm. then we kind of dynamically render that when it's kind of active in the in the grid there. So I can look around in here. So it's either an iframe or an image, although I do think we load the images for all of them and then yeah. fade them out or something. So check that out. Let me see if I can, can I zoom just the dev tools a little bit and mm -hmm. select that. Um, there is an image loading lazy, of course, because we're responsible. Oh, I can't, I can't hover over the SRC. <laughs> otherwise it'll bring up a giant yeah. preview of it. The URL is assets.codepen.io slash and then some number and then internal screenshots, yada, 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 yada. We just invented that URL format. And that's the kind of thing, you know, you sit in meetings about like, how should we do this? Well, we'll do this. We'll put internal because it's only for us. And then, you know, yeah, I'll tell you though, that assets.codepen.io, it's just one big Cloudflare worker. Yeah. The whole thing is powered by workers. So any URL that comes into that the worker is going to run and it's going to figure out what it needs to do. And workers have the, so I think Alex made a great little network diagram for us for, for this one. So it's, it's similar in spirit. If a URL comes into this URL and it looks like there's a subdomain on this usually, but that's nice and changeable. If it matches this format, the worker runs. So it for sure hits Cloudflare. And in this case, it for sure hits a worker too, because we just automatically do it. And this is the crucial moment is we check our KV store record and believe it or not, this KV store is every single pen on code pen pretty much, <laughs> at least if it's been requested once. Uh, that's and a big store. That's a big store. It is. You can put millions and millions and millions and millions in things in a KV store and it's like fine with it. It doesn't care. It doesn't slow it down. It's still replicated around the globe. It's amazing. If it's in there, what that means is we've already screenshot this pen for use in here, right? We're like we need this image. So it's like, oh, cool. I already got that one. Here it is. Boop. And it's super fast. You know, not that any of this isn't, isn't fast, but if it's not in there or if the KV store says, I don't have it, the KV store actually goes out to another service. That's like, I'm going to screenshot this for you. Like right now, just wait. 
like literally go nowhere. Like the request is just spinning. Like I'm going to do this so fast that this very request is going to screenshot it and return it to you. Then as soon as it's done, it takes the image and it puts it in a data storage thing, which in this case is S3, but it might be R2 pretty soon because they just dropped, Cloudflare just dropped a S3 compatible storage called R2. Pretty cool. We'll probably use it. And then it puts something in the KV store that says, I got it. I have it. So next time it can take the shortcut path, you know? So it puts it in the KV store and then it returns it from the data storage. So we have total control over the URL. It goes through Cloudflare, so it, it deals with caching. And then there's this extra super wild bonus feature that we get from this, which is, so remember when we looked at um, fetch, you know how you just get fetch uh, automatically as part of uh, a worker? That's just like a built-in thing. Um, with where did I lose? I lost my thing when I zoomed in. With, If you pass an options to the fetch request saying that I, what I'm about to do is return an image, that you can pass along options inside of that fetch request that can do all of these things. Like, let's say that the original image is 1,000 pixels wide. Well, if I say, oh, this is going to be an image, but I actually want it 500 pixels wide, the worker is just like, cool, got it. I'll just make it 500 pixels wide or smaller or you know or you know crop it in interesting ways or adjust the quality down or serve it in next generation image formats amazing what this thing can do for us that manifests as like oh we can do the most anything we want to do in here as far as serving responsive image formats or whatever we can just make it do it that yep. we don't have to write our own stuff to do it necessarily and neither do you so I don't know. I guess I just wanted to, to show off that. I think that's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great feature. This is where Stephen Shaw comes in. <laughs> because check this out. We have on CodePen, we have a thing. This is a pro feature of CodePen. So <laughs> while this screenshot is showing off what Cloudflare workers can do, um, you should know that on CodePen Pro, you get you know the ability to make things private and and whatever. One of our top selling pro features on CodePen is this thing, the Asset Manager, and you have access to it here from the Asset Manager. You can access it from your pens as you're working, and I can just grab an image, boom, drag it and upload it onto this thing, and now CodePen will host that image for you. That matters because you know as you're building a little website, you might want to you need a picture of a dog or something, right? Everybody yeah. needs that. Well, and we handle all of that cores stuff for you, like the the headers that we were messing with earlier to just to get get that uh, working. Oh, right. Uh, we kind of smooth all that over, and uh, I think it's actually in the Cloudflare worker itself. We're setting right. up those those cords headers in the same way that you did. Right. Because uh, otherwise, so that, that can be a pain in the butt. If you just if you're like, no, I don't need CodePen's feature. I'll just host it at freeimages.bucket.com or whatever. Uh, Maybe yeah. yeah, we we used to get <laughs> so many uh, support requests about about cores issues and like running into things before we actually got this up and running on on Cloudflare and got the got the uh, got this feature working. Um, and so now, like, if you're trying to draw this image to Canvas, like, it'll just it'll just work. It's it's wide yeah. open and it's it's great. 
So, I mean, look at this feature. It's, it's about what you'd expect from an image manager, right? You can upload things, but then once you've uploaded them, you know, we make it easy to, to copy in ways that are, are comfortable for our users. You can crud them, you know, you can download copies of them. It's just like a manager for your images. And you built a lot of this. And, and we were thinking at the time, we we're already doing our screenshots in this way. We know we can resize them. We know we can serve them in different formats. We know we have all these abilities thanks to the Cloudflare worker. Why don't we just pick up that whole feature set and give it to users? And it, it's not even that we're trying to hide that we're using Cloudflare. It just doesn't matter. Nobody needs to care. Like it's just a feature. So that's what this modal is, right? Tell me about it. Yeah, uh, so this kind of makes all of those uh, parameters that that you see in the in the Cloudflare documentation actually makes a little editor for them. So you can resize the image, you can crop it, you can um, kind of uh, send through like different quality images, like different image formats, different uh, uh, and like the format auto there is actually super powerful because it will detect browser support for WebP or for uh, AVIF and all of those things and, and dynamically serve that uh, the proper image in like the smallest possible format. Um, so it's really, really cool. Uh, that is really cool. Format auto is one of my favorite things. If you're going to build out responsive images, it's like it's hard enough to serve that source set syntax with all the different sizes of images yeah. you need. It's this very verbose thing. And then you got to pick it up and you got to duplicate it like three times for every different <sighs> image format. And yeah. this just means, ah, oh, no, don't worry about that. Let the CDN itself handle that particular aspect. So these features, while this is useful and cool and we literally make money by selling this to people. <laughs> um, Oh, the quality one I love too, because you're like, I don't care. Just wink it down. Look at that. Look at how tiny it can get. Ooh, let's make yeah. it. Auto should make it AVIF anyway in Chrome, but still. Yeah. Anyway, I just look at 98%. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, this is a useful feature. Like, like we make more money selling this feature than we pay to use Cloudflare workers. Yeah. So that's cool. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Um, so those are the three big features. If we could review really quick, we, you know, we showed you how CodePen workers um, worked kind of in general, right? Uh, just you can respond to requests and return whatever the heck you want. Extremely powerful, extremely fast, by the way. These things tend to work in like just one or two or three milliseconds. Just boom, super fast, faster than any Ajax request on your computer is going to run. That's for sure. Uh, super affordable, I might say, too. Then we talked about the three features that CodePen's using it for right now, and we are hot on <laughs> thinking of ways to use it. We're always kind of like, what should we do? What should we, you know, what else can we make Cloudflare workers do? And believe me, there's no shortage of, of ideas here. Yeah. Uh, we use it for the landing pages. We use it to host your assets, and we use it to host our assets. So kind of kind of separate things. Uh, and we're co constantly looking for more ways to use it. And we have a million ideas, so we're getting to that stuff. But I think we should leave it at that because we've talked about a heck of a lot of stuff. So um, thanks, everybody, for watching. I hope that kind of opens some 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 of your mind to what Cloudflare can do. That's right. Okay, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sink down in my chair. <laughs>